HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey guys, it's January 2017. It's our first live show of the year. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 in the Good Beer Seal. And today it's a special show. We've got uh, beer photographers in here, so it's the fantasy show. Every guy you want to have take your picture and put on Instagram, they're in the room today. We've got uh, Matt Coates, Matt Furman, Miguel Rivas, and Corey Smith here who are all working as beer photographers in addition to their other careers, and uh, it's going to be a great show. Big shout-out to Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers, who's our sponsor. And if you have any questions, you can tweet us at beer underscore sessions. And also check us out on Instagram. We're getting more active on that. But, you know, it's great being back here January 2017. And all the guys in this room have, have really been players in the beer world, and it's a great way to start off the year. Like, you know, we'll start with Matt Coates. Matt? Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you very much, Jimmy. It's a pleasure to be here. We had a lot of fun. It was like three summers ago. It was kind of like the fantasy happening. It was like I had met the guys from Other Half. They were self-distributing. They were just going around. And I was like, gosh, I would love to ride around with you know, with these guys, one man in a van, how they deliver, and all these adventures of carrying kegs down ladders and basements in New York City. And Justin uh, Kennedy somehow put the story together and you were the photographer and you got to what spend the whole day taking photos uh with with other half on the deliveries yeah basically it was just uh following these guys around um but you know more about the story it was a story based on the self-distribution of beer which is kind of the uh focuses less on the people making the beer that more on the the labor behind it like you said you know these guys they drive kegs around they schlep it down into dark basements. Delivering beer is hard delivering work. Delivering beer. It's heavy, yeah, it's heavy stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, just hung out with those guys for the day just to see what it actually is all about. Was that and one of your first big... Uh... That was one of the first sh- one of the first shoots that I did. Um, yeah, but prior to that, I did a little portrait thing of guys from Greenpoint Beer and Ale, close friends of mine, which led into working with Other Half, which led into a beer advocate thing, which then into a personal show about self-distribution, and then um, the rest is kind of a, a haze. And you've done Beer Advocate and a lot of other great stuff. And then Matt Furman, you're also like, a, you're, same as Matt Coates, it's Coates and Furman today, you're also a, a professional photographer first, and then you got into, uh, how did you get into shooting uh, beer? Hmm. Uh, let's see, I, I, I think it just started with some of the edible uh, assignments that started coming through. And, um, you know, a lot of it's restaurants. And then as breweries popped up, started shooting those. Yeah. What, what was one of the first, like, really cool beer, you know, stories you got to, to shoot? Uh, well, I think it was the Barrier shoot. I got to shoot those guys for Long Island Pulse. And um, I, I just, you know, they're a really cool crew. And it was right before um, Hurricane Sandy hit. 
And then once it did hit, we did a um, a cool sort of photo uh, re- Sandy Relief beer. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, no, we, we had them on the show. That was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I All think All the Long that, Island Brewers got yeah. together, supported Barry, man. Exactly. Great and, experience. And uh, I worked on that with Nico, and we shot a lot of videos and photos, and I'd like to think that helped with... Uh, yeah, Nico Kremitis, man. Exactly. Well, that's cool. All these great connections. And then, and Corey, I've only met you recently, but you know, tell us how you started getting into... Uh, Sh- shooting beer uh initially it was just uh instagram it was i you know i was interested in beer and i had my sort of personal instagram and i was like you know what if i take photo of a beer you know folks are not going to want to see that all the time so let's start a different instagram that is beer focused um so i kind of just happened into it and then that led me to uh get involved with uh good beer hunting and with those guys, I'm That's based in Chicago. Yeah, right? based in Chicago, exactly. Um, and essentially, what I do with that is I'm both writer and photographer. Um, well, and then a lot of other things too, like producer and interviewer and all of those things. Um, but what that uh, allowed me to do is uh, meet with brewers, visit breweries um, outside of New York, in New York, um, and spend the day with them, get to know them, and all the while just sort of uh, uh, shoot and. Hopefully get some good images. Well, one thing great about this show is you check out all these guys' Instagrams. Matt Furman, Matt Coates, a Brooklyn beer guy over here, Corey. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Miguel Rivas, who's the, the beer tracker, who's really out there. I think more than anyone, you're, you're mostly shooting on Instagram, aren't you, Miguel? Well, I started uh, the project also like three years ago. Um, what I wanted to do was uh, I've always been fascinated by Belgian beers. So I traveled to Belgium. I wanted to visit the Trappist Abbeys in Belgium. So I went there for a week and I rented a car, drove around the country and visited all six. I couldn't get in because you're not allowed. At least I wasn't allowed. Nobody knew who I was. But I still went to all the, the monasteries and took pictures. Then when I came back, I had so many material from Belgium that I wanted to start doing something with all the pictures. So I started focusing on where in the city where I lived for 14 years here in New York. And that was around the time that all the the new breweries started, like Other Half and, uh, you know, Transmitter, Big Alice. They were just starting up, so I started focusing on them and started shooting them and have seen them grow since. And, and then after that, it just took a life of its own, visiting every time I travel to anywhere in the world. I visit breweries and try to document it with pictures and stories, so... This is great. Toast, everybody. Again, everybody, check out your uh, Instagram feeds, and all these guys will be uh, posting from the show, which is kind of cool. So, um, you know, Matt Coase is like, we're flipping, the, flipping everything here. Usually Matt's taking photos, but today he gets to bring in a beer. So what beer did you bring in? Oh, well, this is a very special beer. I hear that hazy IPAs are popular. And there's no there's no label on this. He's really there's no this label on this. So this beer is very special to my heart. In uh, 2008... I think I, uh, it was about then, I was dabbling in homebrew a little bit, and I had an IPA set up, <laughs> uh, but I never got around to using it. So the the, uh, the extract bag just, and the yeast, and we just sat around for a while. Uh, I moved to California. It kind of sat in my garage for a bit, and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll make that. So I went down to the homebrew shop. I'm like, oh, those hops are probably bad. The yeast, probably bad. The grains, ah, grain schmains, it's all fine. Um, so I made this beer, and then it, um, you know, it sat in my kitchen on the top shelf for another good three years, and then I moved to New York. And you know, all being said, it's probably a good eight or nine year aged IPA <laughs> that I've moved about seven times with. Um, you know, it's gone from hot temperatures to cold. Um, Are you bullshitting us? No, I'm absolutely. So this is a homebrew that you made. I made this a number of years ago. Nine, nine years, years ago. ago. It tastes pretty good. <laughs> you know? And then, then we'll move to the professional beer. But this is good stuff, man. But like we're talking about photos, man. So from that series you did the you did the self distributing shoot uh with Justin, you were at other half. Um, you know, tell us about you I know you've done a lot of sh- shoots with other half. There's something recently you were out at uh the Arizona Wilderness Brewery yeah, cool so, shit project. Yeah, so with the other half thing, it's kind of spawned other ideas. I travel with those guys a lot. Um, we shoot a lot of the collaborations we do. Trying to make collaborations look interesting is, you know, is a challenge in itself. A bunch of dudes on their laptops while guys in the brewery do work. You know, 
pretty riveting stuff, and I'm really happy to be there to document it. Uh, so we went off into uh, we went to Arizona to do a collaboration with them. Um, these guys do a mobile cool ship where we brew the beer, take it up into the woods, and I saw that on the article. What they put the cool ship in the back of a pickup truck? Yeah, so we pump everything it into white wine barrels, pump it up into the pickup truck, drive it into the woods. And for this particular one, we had about 14 different brewers there. We all went camping. And kind of made a super sick homebrew in the woods that maybe eight people get bottles of one day. <laughs> so you're out there, and that's why you brought us this homebrew. Eight or nine-year-old homebrew. Uh, Eight or nine-year-old homebrew. Okay. That what do you think? Is, wants to, who's, Corey, Corey Miguel, what do you think um, of this uh, aged homebrew? It tastes homebrew? aged. <laughs> I'm looking for diacetyl. Dude, is it not in, there? in that? Not God. in that. Not, that's what I was shooting that. for. That's a popular word these days. It turned into a very nice English barley wine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Not not IPA. You're not picking that up. I overhopped with Centennial. I went over what the instructions. Said. You can still remember the, By a beer that you made eight or nine years ago. I've only made four beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd lie. I made three beers in my life. <laughs> so other half. So um, earlier... Um, it was cool. You guys were posting on Instagram today. You know, some shots for the, for the show tonight. I know that Corey, you you showed something from Transmitter Brewing mm-hmm. in Long Island City. Mm-hmm. Tell us the story behind that shoot. So <clears throat> that was a. Uh, I do uh, different stories for Good Beer Hunting. Some of them are brewery profiles, and then others are um, that particular one was called, <clears throat> or the series is called Critical Drinking. And the idea behind those is you're not really doing a brewery profile. You're not going in and, you know, showing their, uh, you know, the day and and really sort of trying to develop the profile of the brewery. You're really sitting down and uh, asking them about uh, the the industry, the business, um, asking them questions that um, maybe are a little tough to answer simply because we want to dive deeper into the business of beer. So... I sat down with those guys. Um, Rob and Anthony are both great. Um, I knew them prior, um, and they were super psyched to do it when I asked them. Um, so I hung out with them for, you know, an hour or two while they were finishing up a brew day, and then um, sat down, had a series of questions with them, um, and then, as you do with many shoots, sat down and enjoyed some beer at the end. How do you guys just, just decide like what style of, of you know shot you're going to do? I mean, Matt, you know, you're, you're shooting a lot. You're a pro. You're shooting for edible, you know. What's yeah. a good beer, you know, beer photography, beer photography? One thing that was interesting, Matt just mentioned, the going into the woods and, uh, you know, making a beer in the woods. Something where there's a story or there's something you can kind of, like, you know, you can, oh, I can build upon this. Rather than, you know, there's some times where you just walk in and you're like, oh, this is just a beer factory. You know, it's like, what am I going to do visually here? It's That's when it's a little daunting. A lot of breweries look daunting. the same, don't they? They yeah. all look the same. Exactly. And a lot of brewers <laughs> start looking the same, too. <laughs> what are round, shiny things and dudes with beards right, who exactly. aren't comfortable having their pictures taken? <laughs> exactly. I think that part also that when you are, um, at least for me as a, you know, because for, for many years I was a consumer of beers. I still am. But now that I've been involved in the industry, for me personally, also has to do with not only the beer they make, because that's part of the process, but also the brewery, the brewer, the people who are there, they have to have a story. Uh, And I think that when I'm taking pictures for me, what's interesting is try to capture that story, because that's the other part of making a great beer. It's not only the beer that they're making in the brew house. Because it can be great, but then if the brewers are dicks, then you know right. the, the beer to me doesn't taste as, God, as, what, as good. What's one place that you took photos of that you like the story, you like the guys, other um, guys? Yeah. Well, after three years of doing this and you know being to a lot of places, I can say single-handedly that my favorite brewery that I've been and shot as a whole is uh, Jester King in uh, in Austin, Texas. Um, it's a beautiful place just getting there to the brewery in Austin. They're like on the outside of Austin in Hill Country. So getting there, it's, you know, it's an experience. And once you get there, it's something in, in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing else around. And, and last year, Jeff, uh, he purchased part of the land just to uh, protect that. Because as Austin is growing further down, he doesn't want anything to, like, you know, mess up with what they have there. So and and they have a, a beautiful story. You know, two brothers started home brewing 
and now they are changing, pretty much changing the landscape of, of beer here in America. And, you know, their beers are amazing. And the people who work there, everybody there has so much passion. It's just inspiring uh, to me, meeting all those guys, talking to them and seeing how much passion they, ha passion they have on what they do. And Miguel's great. Last year on our On the Road with Beer Sessions Radio, Miguel was our photographer. Check him out on Instagram, at the Beer Trekker. Great, great guy. And uh, who brought this uh, second bottle of beer? Also, big shout-out because our buddies are uh, following us now. We can check Untapped. There's a Beer Sessions Radio account. So we're tracking all the beers that we taste online. Hill Farmstead, Edward, that was what we all started with tonight, right, guys? There was a beer Roberta's. We, we were drinking that. What do you guys think about Hill Farmstead? You know, it's it's. I it's enjoy beer. their beers. I don't have a lot of... Uh, I, 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 they don't come in front of me very often. It's kind of a trek to get out to the other side of Greenpoint to have Hill Farmstead. Uh, maybe if there was something in more of like the dive bar scene, uh, you know, what I'm allowed to get out and go see. You know, I got kids. I can't go out at night. <laughs> you guys are wild. He's, I, he's somebody... I, want, I really want to photograph him, Sean Hill. I've never got to photograph him, and actually, one of the shoots I did for Draft Magazine, they they called me, or I got an email saying we want you to shoot these, uh, you know, the uh, originals of craft beer for gonna for like a big, you know, three cover story. And uh, initially, in my mind, I was like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna go to Three Floyds and Sean Hill, and all this is gonna be great. And uh, it, it was still great, but it was um, <laughs> Sam Cook from Sam Adams. Uh, Sam Caligioni from uh, Dogfish, and then Steve Lindy from Brooklyn. So <laughs> they were. It was a good assignment and, and cool to shoot, but not quite. I guess the, the, the originals that I. The last one. What, what's this other beer that we popped? Did uh, you bring so this, this Corey? Is, no, I, I didn't, brought I didn't. this. This Matt is Phantom. So this is another one that um, I uh, I took a, a trip to Belgium with a friend. And uh, we we uh, kind of similar to what you were saying, Miguel. Like you you can't just show up and and you know, get a tour, you know what I mean? Like they have certain dates and it's always on weekends and we were only there during the week. So we were hounding Belgian breweries like, Hey, can we come and uh, check out your brewery? And Danny at Fantone was one of the ones who was like, sure, come over. And, uh, he's literally a one man show. So this is the Fantome. I think it's, I think yeah, Matt, re say, re read off the label. So we I think track it's on, on tap. called Pissolet. Anyway, Pissolet. it's a Saison farmhouse Saison. And like most of Danny's brews, it's kind of uh, it's hit or miss. Like they're they're either brilliant or there's some inconsistencies. And um, after being there, you can see why he's like a one man show. I mean, he's literally in a barn by himself, mad scientist, uh, awesome dude. And so anyway, it was an awesome day. We got to shoot, hang out with him, and actually the the people from Jester King were there the week before. And they, did, they uh, brewed a beer with they him? They did uh, Fantôme del Rey. They did truffle? Yeah, saison. truffle honey. It was amazing. I mean, it was so fresh, that, and the truffles were amazing. If I knew you were going to bring that, I would have brought <laughs> that. I had that bottle, the one from Belgium, because then they did a second batch in, uh, in Austin, which is the one that they were you know, talking say, about being These roping. guys get access to, to so much stuff. So listeners, if you like beer, really follow these guys on Instagram. See the places they're going. Hey, we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Okay, now we'll come back. In 1996, El Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. 
Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Set. It's like 20, 20, 24 hours to go. Somebody's like pumping this up, right? Matt Coach, you're like, it's black shirt rock and roll day. Where are we going after the show tonight? Black uh, metal, We're going to head out to uh, Beer Street for black metal, black beer, and it's Tuesday, so you're supposed to wear black. Our buddy, Corey Bunt, can we get in without black? Because I'm wearing like tan. And... You, you might get punched, but, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, D- David in the studio is wearing black today. He's like, <laughs> but um, this is a cool show, man. It's like all the guys I want to hang out with. Again, it's like I want to see your photos on Instagram, and I'm so psyched that you guys are here tonight. Um, Corey, you, you had a story you want to tell us. We're like sharing. Th- these guys go out and take photos at breweries and get the real inside stuff. So, Well, Matt, well not Matt. Furman was saying that, you know, lots of times you, you walk into a brewery and, you know, you're like, okay, this looks a lot like every other brewery you've been in. So you look for that story when you get there. And one that jumped out in my mind was uh, I went up to Portland to uh, do a story on Allagash. And I remember going up there thinking that the story was going to be one thing, that the images were going to be one thing. And um, after meeting them and sort of spending time with them, um, it became something completely different. Um, We were at the brewery a lot. Uh, but I ended up going out to dinner with those guys at a local place that they loved. Um, their uh, social media and Instagram guy ended up getting up with him at 5 in the morning to go shoot the coast. Um, and a lot of that sort of developed that story, which was how intertwined Allagash is with Portland, the city itself. Um, so that, to me, was something that was really interesting and not something I had expected, but again, it's one of those things where you look for you look for that story both photographically and um, you know as I was writing it. That's great, man. And, and Coates, Mr. Coates over there. Okay. Now you've, we've done again some really cool. You remember the new primitives? Do that cover story for uh, Beer Advocate. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Valley. That was a lot of fun. That Hudson Valley story. I, and I feel like such a jerk for not having gone back and visited these breweries after they were in their construction phase. So all I know of is of Suarez family is like plywood over the windows. Um, there's a huge puddle that I jumped my car into. That, that's <laughs> but the, you know they're that's open now. I, so I know they're open now. Up and in I, Hudson, New York. I know, but I feel like I'm not going to go upstate unless I just move there. Because if I go there, I'm never going to come back. And he's got Plan B was in that story. Yeah, yeah. Plan B was in that story. I love what Evan's doing up there. Again, if only I left Brooklyn a little more often, besides going to JFK oh, to go somewhere more. else. But where is, you got, you know, you're doing a lot with other half. We know that they do a lot of collaborations. Are you traveling with them? Yeah, I do a lot trips? of traveling with them. I do a lot. I used to go into the, the local collaborations quite a bit, but to be honest, it's their schedule is just I I can't. It doesn't always work that time. So um, actually, Miguel goes quite a bit to visit the collaborations and to see like who's going to collaborate with other half. Um, you know, I would be there every time to do it, but I, I just I have so many other jobs. You're a real a in photography, like photographer. I guess, yeah, fashion. Yeah, yeah. Primarily, what I work in is like in fashion, in like this uh, the shallow world of celebrity portrait. Um, you know, I got mouths to feed. Uh, I absolutely love shooting in beer. Um, so I, you know, I do a lot of the other half still life, the the cans and things like that. Um, and then just kind of travel and beer kind of elsewhere in the world. We have a really cool project coming up in Iceland that um, would be really cool to do like a spontaneous fermentation trip similar to what we, the one we did in Phoenix. Um, and so I, just, I saw that you had an article about cool ships. Did that start as a photography article? The, the cool ship thing came up as just like, as like, oh, I need another idea of something to shoot. Um, the cool ships thing was something that we talked about with Beer Advocate recently, and we're like, well, who else is doing cool ships? Um, and then I talked about the Arizona project that we had going on, and then, you know, it was really interesting that, uh, like, LIC Beer Project does a cool ship just, you know, two miles away from us here, and... The beers that you're going to get uh, are going to be, you know, fairly different. You know, you have something that comes from the city versus something that comes from nature. But, you know, what LIC Beer Project has going on is, you know, they're like when the wind blows a certain direction, they're able to harvest the the bacteria, the flora, the fauna, the yeast, all the words that I'm not using correctly from like fig trees in the area. Um, versus Arizona's, which comes from like uh, you know pine trees, or it depends on the elevations that they're coming to. Like everybody really knows how to work with nature in order to get a very specific taste in their beers. 
Uh, and, and you went to Allagash in that trip also, right? I did not go to Allagash in that trip, no. <laughs> okay, someone else's photos. <laughs> <laughs> not sure who You're went there. Sure. Actually, I believe that other photo was from the Vale, uh, and I did not visit them. That's cool, man. And it's just fun. And uh, so, Corey, um, yeah, that's good beer hunting. Like, tell me about that. I, I've, I've seen the site. There's like a number of writers, a number of photographers. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's How did you get involved with it? So there's a number of contributors, and people contribute in various ways. Some are just photographers. Some are just writers. Um, I am lucky enough to do both. I initially started with them just as a photographer, but I have a, 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 an interest in writing. Uh, so they let me produce a story. Um, the very first one I ever did was in Richmond, uh, Virginia, and that was sort of a like a roundup of the breweries there. Uh, just a quick overview. Um, so, so yeah, I you know we have a new editor that's in place, um, and essentially I work with them the way anybody would work with uh, any sort of editorial. I pitch them a story, um, you know, tell them why I'm interested in it, what the angle is. And if they if they bite and they're interested, uh, they send me off and I head up and go shoot. The but place it's kind of it's kind of a labor of love too, right? You guys still have some kind of day job. It is, it is. Yeah, I, I work in um, advertising. I'm a freelancer, which actually affords me a lot of um, flexibility, which I like uh, because I do have downtime. And when I have downtime, I love shooting. I love writing. I love visiting breweries. So I I fit in those stories when I can do it. Um, for instance, my next one coming up, I'm um, slated to do something with uh, the guys at Bissell. Uh, and when the gig that I'm currently at... In, in Maine, right? In Maine, yeah, yeah. They're in Portland yeah. as well. Um, they just uh, moved over to their new space, which is huge and beautiful and awesome, and they make great beer. Um, so that's the next thing that I have uh, coming up. That's cool, man. Well, cheers. Miguel, uh, you brought a beer from uh, Jester King. Tell us what beer this cheers. is, buddy. Cheers, uh, this is uh, their. Cheers. This is their table beer. It's called Le Petit Prince, and uh, it's a table beer, two point nine percent, super crushable. It's almost like water with some sort of flavor. Very good flavor. It's it's a magnum, right? It's like a one point five. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I only seen this uh, at the brewery in seven fifty format, but uh, I was in Texas uh, this last uh, Thanksgiving, and. You know, throughout the years being in Instagram, you get to meet, at least I have met a lot of people. That's how I met Corey through Instagram. And, you know, every time I go out and I know that there's some local people who do similar photography, beertography, as we call it, I try to reach out to them and meet them in person and, you know, hang out, have some beers. So I have met quite a few people traveling around the country. So on my trip to Houston, I have a very good friend now. His name is Alex. And uh, I invited him to come home to, to meet up for a little bit, have some drinks. And he came home with this monstrosity of a bottle that I've never seen. He's like, here, take this to New York. I was kind of worried. How was I going to bring it? But I managed. And here we have it. We're drinking it today. How's to see a magnet? Do I want to ask how you managed? <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> Don't, but well done, Alex. <laughs> so if a photo's worth a thousand words, how about this? Um, you know, uh, hashtag beertography, you know, that was... It's still on, on Twitter, and, and John Kleinchester, our buddy, had a site, beertography.com. He couldn't make it to the show tonight, but I remember for years, I used to post, every time we had a show, I'd take a picture of a brewer with his bottle and post it to hashtag beertography. Did you guys, were you part of that, any of you? Uh, Matt or I, yeah, I used it a lot in, in the beginning. Um, I use them less now. I, I mean, I do hashtag things, but I try to make it a little more specific to either a place or a brewery. Um, but that is the one that is probably um, the most notable or the most used uh, by far, um, except for maybe craft beer. Um, beer porn. Or beer porn. <laughs> beer porn. Right, exactly. Um, I, and I've seen also, like, for, I know you guys as pros, like, you know, it seems like you put beer in a photo and, and people want to look at it. There's one, I shouldn't say it, but Instagram, it's at beer chests. And it's literally like <laughs> women, you know, in bikinis with, with beer. 
I mean, is is there anything? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there's a there's a lot of gimmicks that that work. There's women that have Instagram accounts that, yeah, here here's a picture of this beer in this bikini that I'm wearing with my red lip that never changes in its tone as red lip. And you know, sometimes they do it for charity. Sometimes they do it just for followers. Um, I tend to not be a huge hashtagger. I will throw some out sometimes just because you kind of have to. But uh, because, like, you know, my social media feed varies so much that I don't want to get kind of pigeonholed into one thing. I can't, I can't, I I don't want to, I want to shoot everything. You know, I have total ADD. So I was like, I'll shoot beer, I'll shoot nature, I'll shoot dogs, I'll shoot kids, I'll shoot a little bit of everything. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll shave my chest and put on some lipstick. <laughs> you're doing more portraits, too. Like, you're not, I don't see on Matt Coates, you're not putting, like, a can of beer. It's usually, like, no, no, portraits it's generally, of people. Correct, yeah. It's generally about uh, the people behind it. Sometimes it's a can. If I'm like, oh, I love this still life picture I took of this can. Like, I love the way that dewiness runs off the side. Like, that's rare. You're going to see something like that maybe once or twice a year. Uh, maybe I should do more. Get you know, get all the likes, trick you guys, and then be like, "Ha! Here's more pictures of dogs and kids." <laughs> Matt Furman, what, what's your favorite uh, beer photo you ever took? Uh, I, I too, I'm, I'm I'm not so into like the, uh, the the beer themselves. Still lives. I like the the people. You know, the brewers. Try to focus on them, and so. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have a favorite right now, but I do. It is a passion for me. Like I just got into craft beer, and um, it, so when it pops up, any jobs pop up, anything pops up, it, even if they're not jobs, uh, I just like the. I jump on them. I like to go and and. Did you do, take a, it. Did you do a recent uh, beer shoot for Edible? At all? Yeah, Edible? you know what? I, I just did a one that was really cool for Enlight- Enlightenment Meads. Which uh, is in Brooklyn. Raphael, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know those guys? Yeah. They're doing some really cool shit. And um, and that was another one where the story itself, it, it wasn't really a story, but they just said, you know, they're making their, like these mysterious type of meads and they're doing these old world style. And, and so I just had that in my mind. Like, okay, I can jump on that and make it sort of this mystic vibe to, to the shoot. Enlightenment, Enlightenment meads, check them out. They have a taste room now, too. Yeah. Right in Brooklyn. Hold on a second. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Whoop. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, guys, we're talking about Phantom. We're talking about Matt Coates' nine-year-old IPA. Uh, <laughs> Miguel's uh, Jester King that you brought delicious. back. And uh, who brought the last beer? Was that you, Corey? Yeah, that was me. Um, I, so I'm originally from Virginia, and my wife, well, actually, my wife and myself are both from there. So we get down there often to visit family, and every time I'm down there, I make sure to pop into places like the Vale and... The Answer and Triple Crossing and, of course, Hardywood. And Hardywood does uh, probably one of their more well-known stouts. It's called Gingerbread Stout. And then last year, or perhaps two years ago, it it was at least last year, it might have been two years ago, um, they started taking that beer and uh, aging it, or not aging it, but um, finishing it on coffee. So this is essentially... Uh, gingerbread stout with coffee. So Hardywood Christmas morning. Yeah, Hardywood Christmas morning. You guys morning. are untapped. All right. You know, this is, this is a great show because, again, like I said, I love all the work that you guys do, uh, especially with Matt Coates. It was like, we'll go back to that time because, you know, it was like, wow, we should just, like, drive around with other half as they just deliver one day. And, of course, I missed the whole delivery. But you the time, I showed up in time for lunch. You showed up for, in time for lunch, and then you got your ride in the back of the – the, the sprinter. So we got locked into the van in the back with the kegs. Super safe. Like, no seat belts, just tie-downs. Um, yeah, you and Justin, I believe. It was fun. But you know what? And for that lunch, we had, uh, what do we have? I had, like, cow's tongue or something for the first time. Like, whoa, this is what my dad used to complain about We went over to a place to near Double Windsor, that part of Brooklyn. Yeah. Kind of the Brooklyn route, so they have, like, different days. They were doing men. You know, this whole self-distributing thing, I think, is what's really cool in New York City and you know, a lot of them, at some point you grow up and you have to get a distributor, but at other half still self-distributes. And, uh, yeah, that's correct. They could have either driven in Manhattan one day or Brooklyn. We went to Double Windsor. Then we ended up at other half, and uh, 
You did some yeah. cool portraits there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'd actually done like an Astoria, like random drop off, then uh, South Brooklyn. Um, yeah, again, it's just, you know, that's the labor of it. And so you brew some day, when you're a small operation at least, you brew some days and you deliver the next ones. And then eventually you start selling more beer, you get to hire people, and that whole business process. You get to know the beer industry too. Yeah, and then three years later, you know, I guess everyone's doing all right. I, I mean, I had to decide what Bentley to drive here today. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, and after that, we're going to go to Beer Street in your Bentley with our black shirts on. Right? I was just going to jump in and ask you guys that uh, you guys have a lot of followers, like a big following. So I'm just curious, where do you ever have to sort of um, monitor the comments and stuff? Like, I mean, you might influence what brewers or you know their beers that are coming out and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not really. I mean. I mean, I, I can't speak for Miguel, who has like double what I have. Um, for me, most everyone that's on there that's a follower of mine, I i mean, not everyone, but there are many that I have um, frequent conversations with. People, you know, the same people post a lot. Um, you, you start to have a little bit of a digital rapport with them in a way. Um, but for the most part, it's normally... Um, very positive, very, yeah. uh, very... Um, Nobody's like, I had no. this and it was... Well, I, I've had that, for sure, for yeah. sure. I've had people, you know, I'll put a beer up and every now and again you'll get someone that's like, oh, that, that beer's garbage. Right. Um, but I, you know, I don't focus on that too much because for me, what I'm doing is, at least in my mind, is very much a 50-50 split. I'm, you know, I'm in it for the beer. I love beer. I love craft beer. Um, I dedicate a lot of time to it. Um, but I also love the the photography aspect of it. So, you know, and and beyond that, furthermore, you know, everybody has an opinion. Like there's, I've told Miguel, I've said this phrase before, there are no absolutes in craft beer. It's like everyone has their own things that they like, you know. So sure. if they want to say a beer that I liked, they didn't like, then that that's great. You know, I think there should be more discourse like that. Plus, you're taking pictures of beer like, oh, Dude, let me see what your pictures of beer look like. <laughs> like, oh, you didn't get to go outside and take pictures of beer today. You you commented from the toilet in your office of how displeased you were with that beer. Oh, but one thing uh, in this day and age with uh, social media, and you mentioned about being influenced into breweries, not to breweries, but more to like the consumers mm. because. Um, and you know, one uh, Corey mentioned one of the breweries that I always use and as, as an example as a brewery being engaged with their customers and their followers is Allagash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt uh, Troger is Troger, it? Yeah. Uh, I also met him, and he's a phenomenal photographer. But he's there full time. He's like their social media and does marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allagash is a big brewery. They've been around for a lot of years, so they have the budget to do that. But I always use them as an example because if you go to Allagash feed, it's like a magazine. You go through every single picture and each one is prettier than the next one. And Matt captures a story, not only about Allagash the brewery, but as Maine, the state of Maine as a whole. So when they get um, people just... They just want to see it. They, just, they want curious. to see the feed because, yeah. you know, he, he puts a lot of good content. So and ev- something to be said about that style of content is people don't really acknowledge how much work goes into something looking so good and so polished. Like, you know, there's some publications, Draft Magazine, for instance, is very polished. Everything's very clean. Not my style. I'm like... You know, I'm super lazy. I want to shoot it. I want it rough. I want it to look kind of raw, but have my own personal touch to it. You know, everybody has their own style, but to make something look good takes a lot of where people are like, oh, why doesn't it's my camera's fault? Like, it's not your camera's fault. It's it's you. You know, it's it's lighting. No, there's so much more that goes into it. It's uh, it's really hard to do this. I'm gonna stop looking at at beer chests on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. photos suck. Come on, Just make that red lip pop, and you're fine. <laughs> no, because what also people don't don't understand is that you know, it, yeah, you need a camera. Like good camera is gonna take a different picture than a phone camera, but it also takes you know, you have to have an eye to for photography. You have to know a little bit about composition to be able to put everything in place. And, you know, a lot of breweries, 
you see how brewers are just taking pictures with their phone and then they post it and like eh, usually they're all crappy and Matt Furman when you're doing like a, a professional shoot how many f- photos do you take and then what's the ratio how many actually get published I want to hear this because I, I, I mm. want to see how it matches up with mine <laughs> That's tough. Um, Are you a spray and pray kind I'm of I'm not a spray and pray. I mean, I, sometimes, yeah. I mean, if sometimes if it's action happening, you know, it's tough. Like, uh, in portraits, you know, I don't. I think I, I've gotten pretty good at knowing, like, okay, we've got it. You know, we can't. There's only so many times I can ask the brewer to look at the beer or to fake, you know, brewing. And then there are some moments where I like to. So I, I typically I'll go in and I'll do kind of a lit portrait. And then that way we got it pretty quick. And then afterwards I'll say, all right, let's, let's fake brewing. Or if, if any of you guys have ever gone to shoot a brew day, it's like eight dudes standing around a lot of the time. It's yeah. not much action. So you got to like kind of do something. And, and then we start shooting sort of a little more like documentary stuff. And the one thing I want to say is funny because I was wa- watching the NFL playoffs. <laughs> and now it's like it's, it's so bad, like Negro Modelo ads. There's like the, the, the supposed like brewery worker holding up a bottle of Negro Modelo right. looking at the clarity or something. Right. Matt, you didn't give us a number. I want to know how much you shoot. I honestly don't know. I mean, uh, maybe uh, 800 okay. frames. Okay, okay, cool. good. I shoot like 30. <laughs> and then Justin has a question. Justin, great to have yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was just curious how you guys, like, don't make beer boring. It's really fucking boring to walk into a brewery and get a tour for the most part. Um, how do you keep things interesting when you're photographing uh, places you're going? Easy. They just go to good beer bars like Jimmy's number four. Who wants that? There you go. Much better. Start much drink. better shots. I can I start drinking? Can I? I have uh, a yeah, story about that one. Uh, Everyone can answer this. I go and we go. Well, to me, um, one of the most uh, interesting shots that I done was last year in uh, Rhode Island. There's this um, brewery called Proclamation, and uh, I was uh, asked by the owner and brewer if you know if I could go up there and shoot some pictures. I met him uh, the year before at Extreme Beer Fest in Boston, and you know I've been in contact with him through social media and emails for a few years now. So I went up there to shoot the brewery, and like all these guys have said, when you go to a brewery, it's you know a lot of standing around waiting for the boil, waiting for the hop addition, and all that. So there's a lot of standing around, and the brewers have to be doing other things in the meantime, replying to you know suppliers, hop suppliers, and whatnot. So I wanted to, like, okay, so how can we make this shot a little different from all, all the other shots that I've done? It's just a bunch of, you know, stainless steel standing, nothing happening. So I asked Dave, do something, you know, do something interesting. And they were about to do the, the hop uh, addition, the last one. And he's like, how about if I stick my head inside the, the kettle as they're pouring the hops? And I was like... Okay, yeah, let's let's try that. So he put his head inside, and then his assistant brewer started pouring all the hops. And he was, like, with his head tilted. I took a shot of that, and all the hops, as they were going in, a few, a lot of them went inside his nose. So after the thing was done, he took his head out, and he went running to the bathroom, <laughs> screaming. And then he came back, and like sniffing and his so eyes were, all You were red. trying to make a good shot, but it didn't work. Well, no, the, the shot yeah, came out good, good, and then I asked him, like, what happened? He's like, have you ever done uh, snorts of uh, hops? I'm like, no. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I just did lines of hops, <laughs> and I said, you should name the beer that, you know? I find that um, when you're shooting breweries enough, you kind of learn what the hero moment is going to be, and, you know, like, oh, we're going to start brewing at 6 a.m., like, oh, great, uh, I'll be there at 9 because, to get you to mash out. I mean, maybe if I get you opening a bag of grain, cool, interesting, if I get mashing out, interesting, sniffing some hops, adding some hops, great. Otherwise, there's a lot of boiling happening, my lens is going to get fogged. Um, I was, you know, probably out having some beverages the night before, especially for traveling. So you're also fogged? Yes, <laughs> as well, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Corey? You got a story? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of what Matt is saying is, is, is true. Um, there's a lot of similarities when you go to shoot, and you learn that over time. And um, I think that you have to start to think about what you want um, 
at least for me, I, you know, I don't want to speak for these guys, but I start to think about what I want the sort of image tapestry to be. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, what is the, the visual language that I'm capturing of the brewery? It might be some stainless steel. It might be some hops. But for me, um, you know, again, going back to uh, the, Al- or the Allagash story or even the Vale, when I went to the Vale um, and did the story on them, a lot of that was... Um, just getting to know uh, the brewer, uh, Matt Tarpey, he was essentially, you know, a workman of one at that point. He was the only guy there when I met up with him in this giant, empty brewery. So I made it a lot about him and I made it feel sort of sparse and empty except for just him because that was what spoke to me when I got there. Now, Corey, this is a great beer, the Hardywood. It does taste like a gingerbread. I'm not a big fan of of all Christmas beers, but this one's really great. The Hardywood. Hardywood Christmas Christmas Morning, morning, which is GBS with coffee. It's good stuff. The ginger's subtle, though. Furman. Matt Furman. Your your experience, your... uh, Crazy but yeah, boring. Similar to shooting a brewery store. To everybody, you know, it's like uh, I think you gotta always go in with a point of view. You know what I mean? And and uh, it, it doesn't have to be very intricate or elaborate. Like I literally like uh, just photographed Jesse at Interboro, and you know I, I just know his sort of hip hop background. So it's just like okay, that's all you need. It's sort of yeah, roll with that. You know, like. I, I don't know. I just I, I go with stuff like that. So, like, you know, a, a magazine that we all read, Beer Advocate, has great photography. What does it take to get become a photographer for Beer Advocate? Take good pictures. Uh, I've never shot for them. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> mister, you got something to shoot for. No. <laughs> you know, it, you get a direction. It's it's with any client. Um, I did a recent one with the Cool Ships. Uh, they had me go to Long Island LIC Beer Project. I'm like, we want something that's, you know, still kind of urban that shows that they're in the city. And, I'm, and I'd never been there before. I'm like, all right, how can I do this? And I noticed there were taxis next door. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, there's a, I'll shoot like an abandoned and taxi with their logo I'm like oh that picture is absolutely terrible so I'm like well maybe I'll do like a and so what I ended up doing is like a slow exposure with one of the Brooklyn green cabs driving through like all right that is the only possible picture that I can take that matches like this urbanness you know for those of us who recognize the color of the green taxis um, you know so it's just about kind of uh, interpreting you know the needs of what somebody wants and you know, you guys would go there and run with that whole idea in, in a different direction. That's great. The last, let's wrap it up. My go. Um, well, I um, I have shot for Beer Advocate four times now, and uh, the first time was when um, other half was just opening, so I took a, a few shots of their uh, tasting glasses that they had at the time, and they they choose that one for an article that um, what's his name uh, Joshua Bernstein had done about East Coast IPAs. And then after that, I just stayed in touch with them. And, you know, I guess they have liked what I have done in the past. So now when I, whenever I travel anywhere, I just send out an email to the editors of the magazines and tell them, look, I'm going to be in these places. Do you have anything happening? And that just happened. Uh, the first cover uh, of uh, Beer Advocate this month, it was about uh, the Southern Brewing Company in Athens, Georgia. And I was I was going to North Carolina last year, and I told them, look, I'm going to be in North Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia. Do you have anything happening? And they said, yeah, there's this brewery down there. If you're there, if you don't mind, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't mind. I was my first, uh, what I was going to visit was Creature Comforts, but this brewery was very close, and I have never heard of them. So the same thing, I went there, spent the morning with the guys, learned about their history, what they were doing. It's a new brewery, and, you know, telling a story. Miguel, what's your Instagram again? The Beer Trekker. At The Beer Trekker. And then uh, Matt Furman, anything else you want to say before we close out? And what's your Instagram? Do you post beer on Instagram? Yeah, I'll post some beers. At Furman Photo, F-U-R-M-A-N-F-O-T-O. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for having me. I I love beer and and being involved. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Matt Coates, what's your Instagram? Uh, It's Matt Coates, no E on coats because coats. that's the incorrect way to spell plural or and you, do you have a, another uh, beer photo thing coming up soon i do actually i've got a show happening at browery lane which is the very f- place where i learned kind of about beer um and this show is called mostly vacation photos and it opens on thursday it'll be there at 7 p.m there'll be some free browery lane greenpoint brooks that's correct that's guess, guess what guess what the content is 
mostly vacation photos. Whoa, <laughs> cool stuff. And then, uh, Corey, what's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is BK Beer Guy. Uh, what do I have currently? I'm in the uh, middle of wrapping up uh, a story that I pitched. Uh, my wife and I took a anniversary trip to Spain, and I pitched uh, Good Beer Hunting on doing a sort of overview of my time there. It's part travel, part beer. Uh, that's being edited currently, and then again, I have the the Bissell thing coming out very soon. And a big shout out our, our annual uh, event for New York City uh, Beer Week, March first. It's New York City Brewers Choice. A lot of great people involved in it. Dave Broderick from Blind Tiger and a lot of other good friends. And likes beer. Um, it's all the brewers we're talking about from other half to to Jeff O'Neill to so many others will be there. It's an intimate event. It's over 40 brewers and a lot of restaurants involved, but New York City Brewers Choice, check it out now. Tickets are on sale and it will sell out. So it's, again, that's our that's our main beer event of the year. So, guys, thanks for coming on, man. This is great. I got, thanks, thank you. Okay, everyone say your names one more time because they're so cool. Oh, it's Matt Coates. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. And Matt Furman as well. Miguel Rivas, and thank you, Jimmy, for having me. It's been a pleasure all last year hanging out with you. Sure, man. And Corey Smith, uh, thanks again, Jimmy. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you, and I'd like to thank our sponsors again at Union Beer Distributors, who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Also, big shout-out, our Heritage Radio Network annual host party is this week, and thank you, Lagunitas, for uh, donating beer. You guys are great supporters. And uh, everybody, I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kennedy, and our engineer, David Tattasher. We're going to Beer Street. We're in black. And we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! (laughs) Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.